My name is Russ Shaw. ASI. Season 3, Episode 3. Honestly, what does it look like to heal in this life that more often than not feels like madness? Music, by the way, is on the ASI website. You go to ASI247.org, click on the Music tab, and you can download the music right there from the website. ASI247.org. In past episodes, in past seasons of this podcast, I have talked about the fact that I'm not an expert, right? That I, um, you know, I'm not, a, I'm, I'm not a pastor, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a therapist, I'm not a psychologist, I'm not a, right? So I would bring experts on the show and talk to you about stuff that experts have said um, rather than just my own, you know, synopsis of things. Because who am I, right? <laughs> it's just as far as education goes. Now, I will say this. Um, I've recovered way more than, than I thought I would be, right? I'm a lot freer than I thought I would be. Um, and, and there's hopefully there's some stock that you would put in that, that my, my recovery is no accident, right? It doesn't just come by osmosis. I mean, you know, I mean, there was a lot of prayer. I am a Christian. I believe in God. I believe that Jesus frees up the shackles that we have, uh, right? Set the slaves free. That's what he says. But at the same time, you know, faith and will and emotion and worship, right? Solving 
emotional dissonance <laughs> is, is very real. And that's why I want to bring some of the guests on the show that I'm going to be bringing soon. Um, not this week, <laughs> but uh, I, I do plan on having some guests soon because they have results in their life. And, and I put stock in that. Um, I don't care how many letters you have next to your name. I don't care how holy you say you are as a, as a religious person. Um, tell me about your life. Tell me about how you're walking the path rather than how you know the path. Um, well, there's a lot of Bible scholars and, and Christian Bible college guys who know their stuff, who aren't real honest. Um, every fail, right? Morality failure in the church is due to someone who knows more than they're walking, right? They put more stock in their knowledge of things rather than where they're at, where they're going, what they want to do rather than what they should do, right? Be honest about your want to's. The Apostle Paul was over and over again. Um, he said, I, I will I will revel and boast in my weakness so that the power of God will be shown in me. Right? He, he didn't put it on himself how great a guy he was. And I just pray that we can take that that lead from, from the Apostle Paul, not just as ministry leaders or leaders in, in whatever field we're in, but as fathers and mothers and brothers and sisters and Right. So I just wanted to give you some news about the direction of the show. It's going to be a little different. I may not have the biggest experts and, and authors and stuff like that on the show, but the people that I'm going to interview, I I trust and know and it just I have deep confidence in the people that God has put around me. Are they perfect? No, hell no, <laughs> right? But they are people, and they are honest, and they are talking about where they're growing rather than where they're going. So that'll be next week. This week, I'm going to put up another dash cam session from the YouTube coaching sessions, and uh, I will leave the show after that. Love you guys. This is some serious stuff I'm going to talk about here on this uh, this YouTube uh, upload. Uh, pray about it. Prepare yourself. It's it's kind of intense. It's the it's the end of the uh, killing the dragons under behavior modification. Um, dragon number two, the quit dragon. So here you go. Hey everybody, it's me again, Russ, and this is the last in the series of Dragon Number Two, Killing the Dragons Under Behavior Modification. Um, dragon Number Two, incredibly important. Like you can have a plan, but if you're not, if you quit, right? And people quit for various reasons. Um, 
Usually we quit because we're tired of trying to change an old norm to a new norm, right? Norm formation is something that people, the social, social psychologists talk about a lot. I'm fascinated by norm formation and how it affects an individual and a culture, you know, how, how you look at things in culture and, oh, yeah, that's normal. Uh, it's, it's fascinating. People are fascinating to me. Uh, like people, it's people watching whatever it is, right? People are like a animal. So I, it just, I find them fascinating. Um, again, norm formation, right? Changing an old normal to a new normal is incredibly. It's hard to do. Um, it takes a heart, the right kind of heart condition. I talk about that a lot in the podcast. ASI247.org. You want to check that out if you're just watching these videos. Um, my email address is russ at ASI247.org, or you can leave a comment below, but most people like to uh, be anonymous. I get that. I want to talk about today counseling, right, therapy. I talked about that in the beginning of the show, but I wanted to talk about what it takes to keep that going because one of the things about the quit dragon is that we either tend to um, judge ourselves too harshly like I shouldn't have to deal with this other people are dealing with it yeah a lot of other people are um, you're maybe rare in the fact that you actually want to change your behavior um, by changing sexual ethics in culture I think is important too and that starts with an individual there's a lot of really twisted norms that are coming out of culture and my hat's off to you if you're you're even watching this video because you're taking steps towards a ripple effect that will go beyond you, you know? Um, but one of the things that we tend to do is to judge ourselves too harshly. We also tend to judge the person who's counseling us too harshly. I did this. Um, we can write, all right, I'll go to a counselor. That's a big first step. And then if we don't like the counselor, we quit. Uh, have some discernment with counselors. I've got some emails over the years of people who were like, you know, one guy said his counselor, I mean, I, I'm not going to go into it. Just, just be discerning. If somebody says something stupid, um, you know, you have to gauge that through your own filter, but also realize that your filter um, may need some work also. Uh, extreme things like the listener who <laughs> he said his counselor told him he should start smoking weed, right? I live here in the Seattle area. We just legalized marijuana use, and it won't take effect until December if the federal government doesn't block it. But this guy's like, you know, oh, yeah, my counselor told me I should start smoking pot. It's like, what? I mean, that's, like, of course, that's an extreme case of, yeah, you need to get a new counselor. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, you know, there's other things. There's just personalities that clash. Um, somebody, some, someone in your church may be hyper-religious. Uh, I love Jesus. I'm not a big fan of religion. Um, it was the religious people that killed Jesus. In a lot of American churches, especially today, uh, the religious people, the self-righteous guy, the 21st century Pharisee, tends to 
tends to be in leadership in a lot of churches today. That's not a good thing. So you have to have some discernment there, too. Um, I always like people who, who talk about how they're walking the path rather than how they know the path. That's a good way of discerning a good counselor or therapist. They're, they're willing to talk about their own life and some of the ways that they have been able to grow in their own lives. Um, one of the things I also did was I got a counselor who had been a, a, an ex-sex addict. That's not always the best counselor. I, I thought that I was, you know, I'll get this guy because he used to deal with the same thing. He didn't have a lot of insights into some of the deeper stuff. He had a lot, a lot of good things to say about behavior modification, and, and I like that, and I dig that, but he had some also some very deep problems with um, intimacy, right? Like he didn't totally understand intimacy on a biblical level or a, a psychological level and that's why I quit seeing him. But I did get another counselor who was a pastor in, in Lake Stevens who actually was cheaper and, and a better counselor with more experience uh, than, than, than the previous guy. Um, so again, discernment, don't quit, man. Stick with it, all right? It's, it's so easy to quit. Um, Another another email that's on my mind is someone who's not willing to talk about their past. You know, I don't know if I'm ready to talk about what happened to me as a kid. The two things that happen in counseling is you, yes, you're going to talk about something very, very painful. And, and, and I'll be honest with you, that is going to be painful. I'm not going to sugarcoat it for you. It's going to hurt. Um, but there's healing that comes from that. Going into group therapy with other sex addicts, most of the time, you know, eight out of ten of the people in that room are going to have experienced some form of childhood sexual assault. So you're not alone in that. Um, I'll give you a little metaphor. I know a guy who uh, he had a pretty physical job uh, new job. He, he used to work in, in one kind of construction and started working in a different kind of construction. And his, his arms and his forearms were used a lot more. And what he didn't realize is that when he was a kid, he, he broke his arm when he was a kid. He got a cast and stuff and they set the arm. But he didn't do everything the doctor said. I mean, he was like, you know, he was like 14 years old, right? So he gets this cast on his forearm and he's still, he's out there playing, he's playing baseball, he's doing different stuff, and it didn't heal properly, right? Like his, his forearm didn't heal properly. So when he started this construction job, started lifting bricks and, and cinder blocks and stuff all day long, he started getting this pain in his arm. Um, he started getting headaches. He started having a lot of physical problems with this. He went to the doctor and the doctor said, we're going to have to reset reset your bone. Um, we're going to have to go in and break your arm again and then put another cast on it again because it didn't heal properly and that's what the, the problem you're having is. So, your heart is broken. Alright? I and mean, this is true. Resetting some healing that you may think you have through what happened to you in the past 
whether it's sexual assault or divorce in your family as a kid or a parent who is abusive, whatever it is, the way we tend to try and heal ourselves doesn't work long term. That's one of the symptoms that is sexual addiction. I don't think addiction is the disease. I think it's a symptom of a deeper disease in the heart. I've always said that, and a lot of recovery people disagree. Alcohol, alcohol, alcoholic it isn't a disease. That guy's problem isn't that he has a disease that's called alcoholism. His heart has a disease, and the way that he's masking the pain is alcoholism, is sex addiction, is gambling addiction. Um, you may have to have your heart broken again in order for this to heal. But I'm telling you, after it heals, you feel a lot better. I do. I've experienced this, all right? Yes, it hurt. Yes, it was painful. Yes, I went through a season of feeling like I was crazy, feeling like my emotions, just um, suicidal thoughts even. I needed people around me. I needed people to talk to. I needed support. I needed people to love me through this. And that was good too. Um, don't quit on your your counseling, all right? And if you get a chance to go in and face this, not that you have to dredge up the memories or go through some kind of hypnosis that brings this stuff back, I wouldn't recommend that. I didn't do that. I just know what happened in the past and the scars that it left on my soul. Um, but I'm telling you, it's worth it. I get your fear. I get you saying, man, I don't know if I'm ready to deal with that. Um, if you don't, the consequences, chances are, will be much more painful and severe. Uh, do it now. Like ripping off a band-aid. Stick with it. Get counseling. Get help. If you've stopped your therapy, if you stopped your counseling, man, make a phone call. Go back. Or find someone new. But stop. You know, if you've seen five different counselors in one year, chances are there's something wrong with your filter and you got to look at yourself. All right? Um, pray through this. If you're a spiritual person, ask God to bring you someone that you can trust, that you can talk to. Pray for a good counselor. Don't just open a phone book and find somebody, all right? Talk to some people. Find someone with a good track record. Find someone who's helped some other people. Um, but I pray that you don't quit on, on getting help for this. Not just for your head, but your soul, all right? I'm not talking about getting a head shrinker. I'm talking about someone that can help you mend a broken heart. Ultimately, that's the work of the Holy Spirit through Jesus Christ. But the Bible itself is going to say that through an abundance of counselors, right, there's wisdom there. Wisdom cries aloud in the streets, the Proverbs say. We think we don't know. I don't know what to do. I can't stop this. And there's, there's wisdom. There's help for you if you choose to seek it out. Pray through it, because you're not alone. God is with you. 
he says in the Bible, I, I've started a good work in you. I've started a good work in you, God says. I'm going to see it through. I will not leave you nor forsake you, it says in the scriptures. So, again, I love you guys. Don't quit killing the dragon of behavior modification, right? Underneath behavior modification is this 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 habit of quitting that needs to be broken and that dragon can be slayed but it's going to be facing fear i love you guys till next time dragon number three up next gonna knock them out later